all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Come on in, guys. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. In just a moment, we're going to add our Instagram fam and both the Bishop Foreman and the Harvest Church Instagrams. But until then, <clears throat> we are live now on both the Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church Facebook, as well as the Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church YouTube and Periscope, while Periscope still exists. They're supposed to be uh, eliminating Periscope here in, I think, the end of March. So uh, for all of you on Periscope, uh, for those of you that are on Periscope, we'd love for you to go and get connected with us uh, on uh, Facebook or YouTube or even the Harvest Channel. We welcome everybody on the Harvest Channel. That is what is it's available in our app. And it's available on our website. That's the Harvest Channel. You can go back and look at the archive of uh, video messages. The full experiences are there. Uh, the praise and worship, behind the scenes, all of it is there. And uh, you can access that on YouTube. We just have just the uh, messages themselves and uh, and what have you. Then you can get the whole experience, too, on Facebook also. So just be mindful. Of that. And the whole experience is on Periscope, too. So, But anyway, come on in, y'all. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Uh, prayer is going to be amazing, as always. We're going to go ahead and add our Instagram fam across all of our digital platforms tonight. And uh, we also welcome our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. Hey, Uncommon, what's going on to you? So excited about being able to reach everybody with prayer. What do we do, guys? Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray, and we want to make it matter. Come on. Can I just get you to come in, like the video again, tell me where you're watching from, and I need you to share this. It's very simple. When you share, people get saved. I think just shy of 50 people have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. That's awesome, but we want to see even more. Why, Bishop? That's somebody's mother, somebody's grandmama, somebody's uncle, somebody's auntie. All of that, and we want to see people come to the Lord. All right, so come on in, like that video, tell me where you're watching from, and uh, share this video tonight. When you share, people get saved. When you share, people get saved. All right, listen, let me say a couple of things um, before we jump into prayer tonight. Um, oh, my Facebook fam, let's make sure I'm getting, I keep getting this error sometimes where it says there's a poor network and I don't know why um, there would be that, but I want to make sure that we're good. Facebook. Okay, good. I see you. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. I see you on YouTube and Facebook. Do me this favor. Would you make sure that you hit the button um, so that you are able to connect with us um, and get live notifications? You should have a little bell or something that pops up on YouTube to click that button so you can get live notifications for when we go live. And I do the same thing. I see you, Alabama. Where you? I see you, Denver. I see you, Aurora. Come on, I see you, Alabama. We got a lot of Alabama on tonight. Hey, Alabama. What part of Alabama? Y'all tell me. I was in Huntsville uh, not that long ago. I actually really enjoyed that trip. It was a great trip. Uh, but come on in. Again, like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. 
shared this video tonight. A couple of quick things before we jump into prayer tonight. What do we do? Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray. And where do you get that from? Hey, Bahamas, Birmingham. We gather together. Denver, good to see you. We gather together for one hour. Jesus, in the most defining moment of his life, he pulls three, Peter, James, and John, together with him to pray for one hour. Can I just get somebody to type one? Um, the significance of prayer for an hour was that it was going to be his defining hour. And in his defining hour, what was the battle that was going on in him? Everybody listen, because I need you to hear me. The battle that was going on in Jesus in that moment was that there was the battle between the lesser and the greater, the lesser and the greater. And this is why prayer is so important, because when you are having an internal struggle and an internal battle of what do you do, what decision do you make, how do you handle this, it is prayer that's going to make the difference. I need you to type that on the screen and say, prayer will make the difference. Prayer will make the difference. Hey, Park Hill, Aurora, good to see you. Prayer will make the difference. This battle's going on with Jesus, and he's in this garden called Gethsemane, in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means this. It means pressing and blessing, and it means both of those things at the same time. I just need some of you to type that, pressing and blessing. Hear me, the thing that creates your pressing is the thing that also holds your greatest blessing. If there is no pressure in it, then there's probably no blessing in it. I'm going to say that again. If there is no pressure in it, there is probably no blessing in it. If there is not so, some weight on that thing, there is probably not any significance to that thing. It's Gethsemane. It's pressing and blessing at the same time. And in that garden, what does he pray? Jesus says this. He says, Father, if it's possible, if I listen... He was looking for a way out. Now, Jesus is the anthropos, 100% God, 100% man. So much man you can't believe is God, so much God you can't believe is man. All at the same time. His flesh, his humanity is like, if there's a way out, I want out. Come on, y'all. How many of you tonight on prayer, you can be honest that there are some things that you, have, you in your fear, in your anxiety, in your panic, where you were like, God, if you can get me out, I want out. Come on, wave at me, wave at me, wave at me. He says, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. In other words, he was like, I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to have to show up for this. I don't want to have to have this conversation. I don't want to have to deal with this challenge. Come on, y'all. Have you ever been there in any stage or walk in your life where you have literally been like, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. That's where Jesus was. But then watch it. He says, nevertheless, there's this internal battle that's going on inside Jesus. And when he prays, he gets the strength. And the Bible says when he prays, an angel comes and strengthens him. So what's going to happen tonight? I see somebody saying, you're there right now. What's going to happen tonight? When we pray, it is literally giving you the strength you need. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you the scriptures. Uh, I'm going to give you the scriptures. I'm going to give you the scriptures uh, for this so that you can just uh, stand with that. Let me give you that. Garden of Gethsemane. And when he prayed, uh, the scripture says that uh, he was strengthened. And so as he strengthened because he, of his prayer, he ends up choosing the greater over the lesser. So what does Jesus pray? He says, nevertheless, come on, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. And so when you pray, you are literally getting the strength that you need to choose the greater over the lesser. I just need somebody to type that on the screen. Nevertheless, come on, type that on the screen. Nevertheless, nevertheless. Thank you. Just two seconds in. Y'all, we're going in tonight. Nevertheless. All right. So the reason I encourage you to make prayer a big deal and literally like set the set aside the time every week. We do it every Monday night. 
At the same time, we've been doing it like that for a while. The reason I encourage you to do that is because when you make it a priority, you will always choose the, the, the greater over the lesser. See, for many times, the greater, it only seems overwhelming because of the level of strength that you're approaching it from. But tonight, uh, as we go up in prayer, you're going to get the strength that you need to make it happen. I just need you to type that if you haven't typed it already. Nevertheless, 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 nevertheless are always the greater. Nevertheless are always the greater. Let me read it to you just so that you can uh, so that you can hear that. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, here we go. Uh, let me get you this. Uh-oh, it brought me up. It brought me the wrong scripture. Um, here we go. He says, Father, if it is, uh, if you are willing, um, one version says, this is Luke 22, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your wills be done. And look at verse 43. Everybody listen, verse 43, Luke 22, 43. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Angel means messenger, which means when we're in prayer, there's a message that you're going to get that's going to give you the strength. Go on, come on, just type this on the screen and say, I will be strengthened. I will be strengthened. In other words, you will get what you need to get to the end of whatever it is that you're facing. He says, once he prays that in the garden of Gethsemane, pressing and blessing at the same time, he says, then an angel, I need you to listen to me. The angel did not show up until he prayed. And here's what a lot of us want to do. We want the angel to show up and then we're going to pray. That's not how it works. You pray first and then you're going to get the message. You pray first and then strength is going to show up. All right. So that's what we are doing tonight. So I encourage you to make it a priority. Just a couple of quick announcements real quick before we get deep into prayer tonight. If you haven't already shared, share me tonight. When you share, people get saved. It's just that simple. When you share, people get saved. So I need you to share tonight. Also, let me say, if you don't have um, the Harvest app, get it. How do you get it? Text the word Harvest to the phone number 55498. Can I get a few of you to type that across every digital platform tonight? Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 55498. And when you do that, we'll shoot you a text right away to show you how to get connected to HARVEST. One of the other things that we're doing um, for a limited time is we are also sewing into you um, a copy or a digital version of my book, Making Money Moves, The Art of Getting Your Finances in Order. And many of you have been taking advantage of that. Now, if you're already part of the text group, do not unsubscribe and rejoin so that you can get the book. It's only $9.99 and all of that goes to the church, just so you know. Uh, not that it'd be wrong if, if it came to me because I wrote the book, but it all goes to the church. I've chosen to do it that way. And uh, for all of my books and all of our songs and everything, it all goes back to the church um, because I just believe in being a blessing in that way. But I want you to do that. Get that app. What's in the app? You got messages, music, and more. It's all in the app. And I want you to get that app. Messages, music, and more. It's all in the app, and I want you to get that. All right, um, so avail yourself to that. Um, also, let me say this. If you're in the Atlanta area, I had an amazing meeting today uh, with um, Chairman uh, Turner there of uh, Clayton County, which is the county that Hartsfield-Jackson is in, about 300,000. It's on the south side of the city uh, as we're beginning to build relationships and get prepared to come there um, to the Atlanta area. And so if you're in the Atlanta area, I need you to text H-C-A-T-L. Wave at me if you're in the ATL or you know people in Atlanta. Everybody knows somebody in Atlanta. You may not be in Atlanta, but you know somebody in Atlanta. Wave at me, wave at me, wave at me, wave at me. Come on, Harvest Instagram, wave at me, wave at me. If you know somebody that's in the Atlanta area, all right? So certainly want um, for you to um, find out more about our launch team. What's a launch team? It's the team 
that serve to make harvest happen. All right. I see several hands. Um, and so there's a variety of serving areas. You've got production. That's the lights, camera, and all of that. You've got ambassadors. Those are those that serve, welcome, greet people, etc. You have got um, you've got harvest kids. Harvest Kids is an amazing team that makes it happen. If you don't know this, if you're a parent and you don't know this, we're about to go into prayer. I'm just getting these announcements out of the way. Somebody says, I want to move to Atlanta. Come on, let's go. Um, uh, we produce uh, video lessons for your children. Can you get the app from London? I don't know, but you can certainly try. I'm pretty sure you can. It's in the Apple App Store. I don't know the answer to that, but would you do it and let us know if you can? Would you do it? It's in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. All right? I don't know nothing about Google Play because I don't like to play games. Listen, y'all know I'm just messing the whole Apple versus Android thing. Let me say this. Uh, we put together a complete lesson for your kids uh, every Sunday, every Wednesday. It gets released on social media. It gets released on social media every Sunday, every Wednesday for your kids. It's, I think they're almost a full hour. So literally, parents, just like you were in the building. So for all my digital family, this is done for you. For all of those of you who are Denver, who are high risk and you have not yet come back to the building, we do this for you. For those of you in Atlanta, we do this for you. We do this for you. So literally what you do is while you're getting the word, you put your child on a device, put your child on a device, and your child will be able to watch while you are watching the word. So you get the word. And then your child is able to get the word, um, that whole lesson. Is that not amazing? Can we celebrate that? There's a dance in there, just like they were in, in Harvest Kids. There's a dance in there. There's an art and craft in there. And so, parents, I need you to take advantage of that. Because let's just be honest. For many of you, uh, listen, you are now the parent. You're the teacher. You're the lunch lady. You're the dean. You're the school counselor. You're the school nurse. You're the band teacher. You're the art teacher. For many of you, it's like going back to school again. So what have we done at Harvest? I wanted to make it easy as your shepherd. For those of you who am your shepherd. I wanted to make it easy for you to be able to get the word and give your kid a tablet and say, go, go watch church, right? I see one of our harvests and my son loves it. I wanted to make it easy for you, right? Because I realized you got a lot of pressure on you. You have a lot on you. So what have we done? We've made it easy for you, all right? So take advantage of that. But if you're in Atlanta, text HCATL to 55498. I was going through the different areas you can serve. You got Harvest Kids. Um, you've got tons of areas that you can serve in um, at the Harvest Church Atlanta location. We're going to go into what's called the pre-launch phase. What does that look like? That is going to be worship word and me pouring into and bonding with this initial dream team uh, before we get ready to fully launch the campus. It's going to be amazing. Can we cover that in prayer? Let's go. Father, we cover right now in prayer uh, our intentions and plans for the Atlanta area and, Father, our existing location here in the Denver area. God, we cover it with the blood of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you that you have called us for such a time as this, God, so that people would know you, Father. You said that it's your will that all men might be saved. Black. White, tall, short, every ethnicity, every background, uh, Father, every age, uh, unchurched people who've never been in church, the church people who were in church and fall, fall, have fallen away. And even God, those that were church, God, that needed to grow, needed to learn, needed to stretch, that needed to hear the voice of their shepherd. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have called us for such a time as this. And Father, we declare that we are those from Acts 17 and 6. And the scripture says, and they have come to turn the world upside down. God, you've called us to bring forth a harvest for you. Get the glory out of everything that we do in Denver. Get the glory, God, out of everything we do in Atlanta. God, make a high places low, make low places 
level, God. What does that mean? Make it easy, God. Make it easy, God. We call for favor. Favor from every aspect, God, from the government to, to every negotiation, to everything that we are doing. We call forth favor, God, because we're not doing this just to do it. We are doing this, God, at your direction. And so we obey and we comply. We obey and we comply and we do it with joy. Do something exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask or think. Here in Denver, in Atlanta, God, in every place there's a digital harvester. In every place there's a digital harvester, God, we are there. And we thank you for their life. I pray that they would never feel isolated. I pray that they would never feel disconnected. I pray that they would know that there is just as real a part of Harvest as somebody that is in the building. And for that, we say thank you right now in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get you to just say amen right there? Listen, guys, if you haven't shared yet, I need you to share. Come on in. We're about to go into prayer again. Remember, when Jesus was in this place of decision, listen. The decision was, do I do the easy thing or the hard thing? Yeah, come on. All right. Do I do the lesser or the greater? He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, pressing and blessing. And when he's there, he prays. And after he prays, what does the Bible say? Then an angel comes to him and strengthens him. That angel basically gives him the strength he needs to go through with something that's going to be difficult. And many times... There are things, how many of you got stuff that you haven't done yet? Like stuff that's been on your to-do list that you have not done yet because you're avoiding it. Wave at me. Come on, we're about to attack. That's going to be the first thing we attack tonight in prayer. How many of you wave at me? If you got some stuff you know you have not done it, and you have not done it because you're like, oh, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be tough. I'm going to have to deal with this. I'm going to have to confront this. I'm going to have to do that. Wave at me. Wave at me if you've been there or you are right there right now, right now. If you got some, I see several hands that are coming up. That's the first thing we're going to hit in prayer, because literally what will begin to happen, what will begin to marry. I want you to know the Lord brought you up before me uh, yesterday. He brought your name up before me in a dream. You're over here on the Bishop Foreman Instagram. He brought you up before me um, in a dream. And there's a word for you. Here it is. Just let me go here. The word for you is eliminate distractions quickly. Eliminate distractions quickly. He brought you up before me in a dream last night. So when I turned my head, I saw your name because he brought your face in front of me. And there was even something in your bloodline. And I won't go too de detailed over the, in an open form like this, but even something in your bloodline uh, that has been a substratum, it's been something that generations have dealt with, that generations have struggled with, generations have challenged. And the Lord says to you tonight, he says, but you are the interruption. I'll keep it very vague. You are the interruption to that. You are the interruption to that. All right. All right, listen, come on, let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight we bless you, God, and we give you glory and honor. Father, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. God, we are thankful unto you, and we bless your name, and we bless your name, and we bless your name. You are great. You are amazing. You are awesome. You are strong. Can I get you to just type a word of, affirma uh, 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 of affirmation and adoration and blessing to the Lord tonight? You are strong, you are mighty, you are powerful, you are king of kings, you are lord of lords, you're the great I am. You are a wonderful counselor. You are a mighty God. You're a strong tower. That means, God, we can run into your name. What does that mean? When we speak your name, your name becomes a hiding place. When we say Jehovah Jireh, God, we are saying that you are our provider, so we can hide in that. What does that mean? We will not worry about how to get it done. Because you are the God that will provide. Father, we bless you for that tonight in the name of Jesus. And we ask for forgiveness tonight, God, for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly tonight. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask for forgiveness for our sin. That's to miss the mark. Every place we've made a mistake, every place we've missed the mark, every place we've gotten off track, every place where we've not stuck to what we knew to be right, God, we ask you for forgiveness for that. 
in the name of Jesus. And secondly, tonight, God, we thank you and we bless you that we are forgiven for our iniquity. Iniquity is our generational sin. God, the stuff that we were supposed to break that we started to participate in. God, we refuse to participate in what we were supposed to break. So we re rebuke and we renounce every generational curse that's been passed down, every generational dysfunction that we've operated in. God, we release that and we renounce that tonight and we declare that we are the curse breakers. I don't care how many times we've screwed it up before. We declare that tonight we are the curse breakers. Tonight we are the curse breakers in Jesus' name. And thirdly and finally, Father, we ask for forgiveness for our transgression where we willfully deviated from what we knew to be right, where we got off track where we were distracted, where, uh, where we just did our own thing, God, thinking we're growing, we're going to do whatever we want. Forgive us for that arrogance. Forgive us for that insolence, God. Forgive us for the mentality, God, that would make us think that we can do our own thing without consequence. Forgive us, God, for the mentality that would make us think that we can act in a certain way and there not be any consequence. And tonight, God, we declare we are forgiven. We declare that we are forgiven. Your blood covers us and it washes us. It goes on red, but it leaves us white as snow. It costs you everything so that we can live in everything that you've ordained. It costs you everything so that we would be guilty of nothing. It costs you everything, God, so that we would be guilty of nothing. And for that, we thank you. In Jesus' name. So tonight, God, as we started in prayer, Lord, looking at you when you were in the Garden of Gethsemane, pressing and blessing, where you were at a place of decision, where you wanted to reach for the lesser, but you had to reach for the greater. And the greater also meant it had a greater cost. Now forgive us for choosing comfort over victory. Forgive us for choosing comfort, God, over victory. Forgive us, God, for wanting to just keep things the way they were because we were afraid of the pain of reaching for things to be better and to be greater. And tonight, God, we choose greater. We say nevertheless. Father, whatever cups that we wish would have passed from us that cannot pass, in Jesus' name, God, I feel like praying this thing. In Jesus' name tonight, God, we will drink from the cup. I just need you to type that. I will drink from the cup. What does that mean? Whatever has been set before me that I cannot avoid, that I cannot get rid of, that I cannot evade, that I cannot get a, a, a step away from, God. Whatever it is you have set before us that we must overcome, God, we declare we will drink from the cup. Nevertheless. Father, that's what you pray in that moment of decision. And I pray, God, that every time we come to that place of decision, God, that we would drink from that cup. Every time we come to that place, Lord, that we would not back up, that we would not shut up, that we would not draw back. Father, your word says that you will not take pleasure in anyone that draws back. In other words, God, you expect us to consistently set it off, to consistently press forward, to consistently advance, not to be perfect, but to show we've got progress. In Jesus' name, we choose the greater over the lesser. And then your word, Father, says in Luke 22, that that's when strength came. So strength of God be with us tonight. Give us the boldness that we need tonight. Give us the authority that we need tonight. Give us the uh, focus that we need tonight. Give us the fortitude that we need tonight. In the name of Jesus, the strength of God. And the scripture says that after we, uh, you prayed, then an angel came, a messenger came. God, I pray that tonight, Whatever message that everybody on every platform needs to hear, that that message would give them strength. In other words, God, the, the, the messenger had a message that gave strength to you. The messenger had a message that gave strength to you. And I pray that tonight, God, something would be released where strength would come forward, that direction would come forward, that focus would come forward. And for that, we say thank you. 
In Jesus' name, come on, everybody say amen across every platform. So listen, if you're just coming in, I need you to share tonight. When you share, people get saved. Almost, um, I think it's probably maybe over 50 now. I've seen the latest numbers from yesterday. Have given their lives to the Lord so far this year, and we want to see even more. I, I want to give you that scripture again, Luke 22, when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, pressing and blessing. He's under pressure. That's what Gethsemane means in Greek. He's under pressure, but that pressure is producing purpose. He is under pressure, but that pressure is producing purpose. How many of you right now, you have some type of pressure in your life? If you don't have any type of pressure, then I'm questioning what you're doing. I'm questioning where you're headed. I'm questioning what's happening in your life because you should have some type of pressure because your next 12 will be your best 12. It means pressing and blessing at the same time. Now, watch me. In that place, Jesus is like, hey, listen, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. There's this internal war that's going on. And I want to come again. This next thing I want to deal with is a lot of you being tired. How many of you will wave at me and be honest or just say it's me? Um, where over the last you know few weeks, you felt tired unusually. You felt exhausted unusually. Like you've been like, eh, I'm a little tired. Oh, I'm a little out of it. How many of you have been a little out of it unusually over the last few weeks? Wave at me. Wave at me. Or say it's me across every platform. Across every platform. Across every platform. Um, I'm seeing you. I'm seeing you respond. So can I be honest with you? Here's why. Here's why. Can I tell you? For most of you, here's why. For most of you, here's why. It is because the internal battle is draining you so that you will not have the energy to actually fight the external battle. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. The internal battle is draining you so that you will not have the energy and the strength necessary to fight the external battle. All right? So this is why you're unfocused. This is why you're off, of, off your square and all of that for many people. Now, there may be some other extenuating circumstances, but for most, can I be honest with you? Let's be honest. You relax more now than you've ever relaxed. You have more time to chill than you've ever had to chill. You drive less now than you've ever driven. Do, are you understand? So do not say, I'm just so busy. No, 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 no. Because you're less, for many people, you're less busy now than you were before. The reality is you got this internal fight between lesser, greater, lesser, greater, lesser, greater, lesser, greater, lesser, greater, lesser, greater. She has moving with my shoulders. All right. You got this thing going on. And that battle that's going on is draining you of strength so that when it's time to fight the external battle, what was the battle Jesus was about to face next? He was about to have to go face his accuser. Matter of fact, we're going to walk through this thing in prayer tonight. Father, in Jesus name, we call forth God an end to the internal battles in us that are draining us of the strength we need to fight the external battles. My God. We call God for an end to the internal battles in us that are draining us of the strength, draining us of the focus, draining us of the fortitude that we need to fight the external battles. And God, we declare that just like you, because we're praying, Father, that the angels of the Lord would strengthen us tonight. So, Father, the next thing you had to do after you got up is you had to go back. Here it is. And you went back three times to check on Peter, James and John because you prayed that twice. The scripture records you had to go back three times to check on them to only find out that they were asleep. So, Father, here's the first thing we're going to cover. Uh, the second thing we're going to cover in prayer tonight, God, we cover in prayer tonight, God, when we check on those that we should be able to depend on that have fallen asleep. Father, we pray that we would not let their lack of focus interfere with us. Come on. 
We pray, God, that we would not allow their lack of intensity to mess with our intensity, that we would not allow their lack of seriousness to mess with our seriousness, that we would not allow their lackadaisical attitude to affect our focused attitude. Come on. Father, the, the, right when you're in that moment, you have to go deal with people that are supposed to be praying with you, but instead they have fallen asleep. I pray that we would not take on the attributes of those that have fallen away. I pray that we would not take on the attitudes of those who have disconnected. I pray, God, that we would not take on the demeanor of individuals, God, that are sleeping when they are supposed to be woke. Father, we will not take on the attitude of people. What does it mean to be sleep? That means they're not conscious. That means they're not aware. That means they're not a focus. That means that they're not paying attention. God, forgive us for getting directions from people that were sleeping. Forgive us, God, from getting direction and instruction from people that weren't even woke, from people that weren't even paying attention, from people that weren't even walking in consciousness, for people that were cursed, and we're trying to ask them how to be blessed. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God, for consulting social media to determine whether or not we are happy. There's a bunch of sleeping people uh, that are on social media pages. And we thank God for the tool of social media. But God, it is not a barometer of our happiness. It's not a barometer, God, of our joy. It's not a barometer of how we are to live. Jesus, Peter, James, and John. Oh, God, I could really go there. Right? One of the first things Jesus has to deal with, if you're just coming in, I need you to share me. What are we doing? We're, we're learning from Jesus when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. A place of blessing, pressing and blessing at the same time. He's got internal decisions that are going on. And one side of him wants to make him uh, give up. The other side of him wants to make him fight for. One side wants lesser. One side wants greater. There's this internal battle that's going on. And after he prays, what does the Bible say? Then an angel comes to strengthen him. Jesus has to go back three times. He prays that prayer twice. All right. You have to look at it in a couple of the Gospels because it looks like he only says it once, but he actually says it twice. And he has to go back and look at Peter, James and John. They are sleeping. Now, can I go deeper here? Can I go deeper here? Can I go deeper here? All right. Listen, Peter. Y'all ready? Let's go. Peter's name. Notice Peter has three different identities throughout the Bible. He's got uh, Simon. Simon means snub nose. It means arrogant. He's got Simon Peter, which is a hybrid. It means that's him in transition. That means he's arrogant, but he's turning. And Peter comes from Petros, which means rock. He's arrogant, but he's beginning to evolve into the next dimension of himself. And I need you to stop right here. Now, you may not be where you want to be, but is there anybody on prayer tonight that can thank God you're not where you used to be? I just need you to type a digital praise that you are not who you used to be. I'm not all the way where I want to be. I haven't got it all together yet, but baby, I am not where I used to be. I need you to release a praise on every platform tonight that you are not who you used to be. You are not that little girl you used to be running around crying all the time. You are not that man you used to be running around depressed and sad and sorry all the time. You are not the person you used to be being inconsistent with God. You are not the person you used to be laying down with Lottie, Died, and everybody. I wish you would put a digital praise on here tonight. Come on. All right, Simon Peter, he's in transition. So Simon Snubnose, arrogant. Simon Peter, he's in transition. He, he is still partly who he was, and he is also partly who he is becoming. It's Peter in transition. And when we get to Luke 22, he is Peter now. The scripture calls him Peter now, which means he's had this transformation. All right? he, he is Peter. Now, Peter still has a test, All right, because Peter's going to deny him. But I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen. 
Peter is supposed to be the rock that Jesus can depend on. So listen, he goes back to check on three people that have fallen asleep. I want you to see this. He goes back and, and Peter has fallen asleep. The rock he's supposed to depend on has fallen asleep. Have you ever went to somebody that was always your Peter? That was your go-to. Peter was a thug. Peter would fight for you. All right. He was, it was getting ready to happen actually in a minute. And later on uh, after Luke 22, where Peter was going to take out the sword and slop, uh, and chop off another man's ear. That's a thug. I'm telling you, that's like a G. Like that's a South Memphis type dude. I like that guy. You understand what I'm saying? All right. All right. He's his rock. And Jesus goes back and his rock is now sleep. All right. James. Okay. James. Now, James is interesting uh, because James, James connotates and, and, uh, and means this. It deals with his family. It deals with his family. All right. It deals with his family. So his rock is sleep. Watch me. His family is sleep. Wow. 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 And John. John was the beloved one. John was the beloved one. The beloved one, <clears throat> somebody said, I like a Peter in my life. Listen, everybody needs a couple. I got a few. Um, John was the beloved disciple. So John now is this guy. And let me make James even broader. James is the one that you, 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 you Peter's supposed to be your rock. But James represents these people who normally they're headed in the same direction as you. But in this moment, you can't even find them. All right. And then you deal with the last one, Peter, James, John. John was the beloved disciple. John, Bible says he had his head laid up on the master's bosom in the middle of the day. Now, can you just imagine they sitting at the table and John laid up on Jesus like this? That's what the Bible says happened. Like, that's what the Bible says happened. Um, he was the one that Jesus gave, listen, a revelation to later on. The, uh, the book of Revelation is written by the apostle John. John gets a revelation because John is closer to Jesus than anybody else. You ready for this? John is the one that's closer than everybody else. You know that you are in a Gethsemane when the one that's closer to you than anybody else can't even be found. Who am I talking to tonight on prayer? Peter, James, and John, they each represent something. So now what's the next thing that Jesus has to do? The next thing that Jesus has to do is um, he goes back to them three times. They've fallen asleep. He prays that prayer. He prays that prayer. Um, twice. Now, here's what's amazing. He goes back three times and they keep falling asleep. I want everybody to listen to me. Could it be that, that, that it's God that has made certain people undependable so you have to depend on God? I want to cover this in prayer. Could it be that God has made certain people undependable, unavailable, like their hearts have shifted? Are you trying to figure out what in the heaven, heck, and earth is going on here? It's, it's, it's only the eighth, so I'll, I'll talk strong next time. All right? Could it be that the Lord made that happen so that you would put your focus and energy back on the Lord and not resting on people? Come on. Father, thank you that sometimes Peter, James, and John fell asleep on us. Thank you, God, that sometimes Peter, James, and John could not go the distance with us, could not be found to be dependable, could not be found to be counted on, could not be called on when we needed them. 
We say thank you. God, we're not even angry. We're not even mad. We say thank you. Why? It made us focus on you. It made us focus on you. You are the source of our strength. You are the strength of our lives. Thank you, God. You showed us how to get certain things done. Watch me, God, without Peter, James, and John. Because God, in our most defining moment, it's just going to be us. So sometimes, God, we have to learn how to walk with us. We have to learn how to talk with ourselves. We have to learn how to encourage ourselves. We have to learn how to build up ourselves. We have to learn to pray for ourselves. We have to learn to speak faith into ourselves. We have to learn to love ourselves. Thank you, God, for making them sleep so we can deal with ourselves. Woo, come on. Thank you, God, for making them sleep and making them unaware and unfocused so that we would get ourselves together. And it was for our good. And it was for our good. And it was for our good. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to type amen on every platform? Come on, amen on every platform tonight. Listen. If you're just coming in, I need you to share. When you share, people can say, what are we doing? It's command you with prayer. What are we doing? We're walking through Jesus' most defining moment and looking at what Jesus did. And the scripture says um, that Jesus prayed and, and, um, and, uh, and he prayed. Now, now listen, uh, he goes back to Peter, James, and John three times. He prays his prayer twice. But it's good for him because it makes him deal with himself. How many of you can be honest across every platform, that in the last 12 months, you've had moments where who you would run to is your Peter, James, or your John, or all three of them, they were sleeping on you. They, they were gone, whatever it was. Just wave at me on every platform. Wave at me and say, yes, Bishop, or yes, sir. Yeah, I'm saying, listen, these uh, Bishop form and Instagram comments is pop, are popping. You hear me? All right? And your, listen, you have to get used to that because in your most defining moments, often it will be just you and God. Because where is Jesus headed? He's headed to the cross. Who's going to be on that cross? Himself? Who's going to be surrounding him? A thief on one side, a thief on the other side. Who's going to be down at the base of the cross? You ready? Two Marys and a John. Two Marys and a John. That's who's there. Everybody else gone. Everybody else is gone. So, so can I be honest with you? You need to learn how to navigate through things on your own. So that, you ready for this? Listen, if y'all don't shout out for this, so that no one else ever has the power to stop your breakthrough. All right, I listen, I'm gonna throw this chair. You need to learn. Can I be honest with you? Often in my call, um, and this took me a while to learn this lesson. Let's have an honest moment real quick. We'll cover this in prayer. Often in my call, um, because uh, you know you need people to do what what I do. You need teams. You need people. You need you need teams. You need staffs. You need all to do what I do. And can I be honest with you? The only can I be really honest with you? The only times that I would ever get discouraged in my call, question my call, wonder if I was even called. I, I know good and well to answer to those questions. The only time that would happen is when. I had a Peter, James, and John sleep. And then what it did is it would make me begin to say, well, God, if I got to deal with this, I got to deal with this. Maybe I'm going to do this. Who has ever been there? I need you to be honest with me tonight. Come on. Who has ever been there? Who has ever been there? All right. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, the, uh -oh. the fact of the matter is this, is you about to break something. The fact of the matter is that some, what God had to take me through 
is learning. All right, son, you have, you're going to have to learn how to navigate through things. And some of these things, you're going to just have to navigate, watch me, on your own. On your own. Because, all right, some of y'all ain't ready for this, but here it is. He says, son, because I called you. Come on here. He told Moses, he said, Moses, me and you will start over. He said, how about we leave the children of Israel here? Since they're complainers and we will let the complainers go. And Moses, you and I will start over. And Moses like, nah, I don't want to do that. Let's bring the people. Let's bring the people. Listen to me. He said, son, I called you. I just need you to type that on the screen. He called me. Come on, y'all. Type that on the screen. He called me. He said, son, I called you. He says, so wherever you are and whatever you are around, you will produce what I called you to produce. You can't help it. Come on. You can't help it. You can't help it. Everywhere you go, well, whoever's around you, and for many of you, you are around, let me go prophetic for a moment, you are around a lot of new people. Who am I talking to? Your circle's new. Who you talk to is new. Who you interact with is new. Like when you look 12 months ago and you look at your, your contacts, who's in there now versus who was in there 12 months ago, it's different. Please talk to me tonight if I'm telling the truth. I know I am. Let me tell you why. Because God needs you to get used to new sometimes so that you understand and so that you realize, hey, listen, you cannot get over attached. Got it? Because in your defining moments, it's going to be you. Oh, my God. It's going to be you. Oh, it's going to be you. <sighs> so look, so look, so look, so look. The next thing that happens, the next thing that happens, if you're just coming in and share this, share this tonight. We're in prayer, but I'm walking you through something and recovering this in prayer. Um, so listen, um, Jesus says, he says, if it's possible, uh, let this cup pass for me. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then let me get down here. Um, when he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. It's Luke 22, 45. We're going to cover this in prayer and we're going to move forward. He found them asleep and exhausted. Uh, he found them asleep, exhausted from, here it is, sorrow. Now, they were grieving the fact that he was getting ready to exit. And I could spend some time there. They were grieving the fact that he was getting ready to exit. They were grieving the fact that he was getting ready to exit. And then he says, then why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray so that you would not fall into temptation. This here, 47. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. So watch me. He gets strength. I just told you that he get, the angel strengthens him. That's verse 43. After he prays the prayer. Nevertheless, not my, your will, not my will be done. The angel strengthens him. And I need you to hear me. Then what happens? Then he goes, let me say, walk the text. We walk in him. Then what happens? He goes. And now the very next thing is he's got to confront his Judas. You will need strength to deal with your Judas because, listen to me, in your next 12, you do not have time for emotional breakdowns. We're about to cover that in prayer. You do not have time for emotional breakdowns in your next 12 because your next 12 are going to be your best 12. And you do not have time to break down because of betrayal. You do not have time to break down because of who did you wrong. You do not have to. I need you to type on the screen. I don't have time for that. You do not have time for that. You're not going to have time for who uh, uh, loved you on Sunday and then quit you on Monday. You're not going to have time for who said you the best thing since bread, sliced bread on Wednesday and don't want to be on your email list no more on Thursday. You have no time for it. You have no time for it. You have no time for it. Somebody said, I'm going to log off because you're my business. Don't log off. That's the Holy Ghost. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we learn from you, God, that we do not have time for emotional breakdowns. We don't have time, God, to get off of our square and off of our focus because of who walks out and because of who betrays us or because we're surprised by the actions of people. God, we learn from Judas. Judas's name literally, God, it means a peephole in a door. He literally, God, is a peephole into the next for us. And Judas is always a people into the next, but he's a people into our now. He's a people into our now from our future to try to use our now to keep us from getting to our future. God, he's the son of Iscariot. That means traitor. Literally, his name prophesies what he was going to do. But God, we declare that we will have the strength of God so that we do not fall into an emotional breakdown, so that we do not fall into a panic, so that we do not fall into a, a, a dark place, so that we do not fall into grief. So that we do not fall into anxiety. So that we do not fall into panic. We do not have time for that. In Jesus name. Come on. I need you to just say no time. No time. No time. No time. No time. <clears throat> no time for that. No time for that. No time for that. Because right after he says that. Right after he says that. Now he's got to go confront his Judas. And I need you to see me. He's got to look at his Judas in the face. And know that his Judas has been talking trash about him behind his back. Got it? And I want you to listen to this. Um, he approached Jesus to kiss him. Now, why would Judas want to kiss him? Jesus even says, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with the kiss? Son of man is a Hebrew phrase. It just means a uh, uh, God born of a woman. All right. If I listen to me, if I listen, if I listen, if I listen, why would he kiss Jesus? Now, that was a common Hebrew way for men to greet one another. So there was nothing abnormal about that. Here, here's what is abnormal about it. Judas, you're greeting me like you're my brother, but you're my betrayer. This is the greeting of those that love one another. Listen, watch me. This is why you need the strength of God. Because you're coming at me like you love me. But let's tell the truth. You have been crucifying me behind my back. And you have sold me to the highest bidder. And in fact, it wasn't even the highest bidder. You were so inefficient, Judas, you didn't even make a bid. You took the first offer. People will turn on you for somebody's offer. Oh, my God. People will drop you because of somebody's offer in their DM. Y'all ain't going to say that to me tonight on prayer. People will act funny with you because one person says something good to them. Y'all are not going to talk to me tonight on prayer. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. Okay. So I want to cover that in prayer because why does he kiss him? Why does he kiss him? Why does he kiss him to get Jesus emotional? To get Jesus, man, why are you going to do me like this, Judas? I don't understand. And this is what some of you all will get. I just don't understand. I want to know why. Why did they do me like this? Why? Stop. Can I just get you to, if you've ever been there, can I just get you to say stop? Or if you know how to do the stop sign emoji, can you just put that up? Stop. Well, you're supposed to be my cousin. You're supposed to be my brother. You're supposed to be my mom. You're supposed to be my cousin. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to be there for me. I was there for you. I did this for you. I did this. I did this. Stop. Stop. It's getting you emotional. And listen, there's nothing wrong with having emotions. There is something wrong with being overly emotional. That is, and that is something wrong with that. Because okay? you can't make decisions. Emotion, E out of motion, change. Out of change, you make decisions. That's a bad place to make decisions from. So Jesus is like, uh-uh, this ain't going to work. Come on, type it on the screen. It's not going to work. Come on, type that on the screen, every platform. Come on, Uncommon Gospel. Come on, Harvest Channel. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. 
Come on, Periscope. It's not going to work. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that we would not get caught up into the emotionalism, God, of what a Judas will use to distract us, to distract us. No, we won't get caught up in that. We will walk in love. We will walk in joy. We will walk in peace. God, we will not be distracted being overly emotional. We will not allow that to happen. In Jesus' name, look at this. Um, look at verse 49, Luke 22, 49. If you're just coming in, guys, share this tonight. When you share, people can say, what are we doing? We're walking through prayer. We're walking through what Jesus did. He prayed, and I'm showing you that when he prayed, he was strengthened by the angel. When the angel came after he prayed, this is why prayer is so important. Make this a priority every Monday night. Why? Because when you pray, what ends up happening? You get the strength you need to deal with what's next. Have you ever prayed and been like, oh God, everything's going to be better. And then sometimes things don't immediately get better. That's because if you follow the chart here, if you follow the sequence, and when he prayed, he gets strength, but the strength is to make him deal with the stuff that stinks. Got it? So don't think, I ain't praying no more because prayer didn't work. Because things didn't get better, they got worse. No, prayer did work. Prayer was to give you the strength and the focus and the message you needed to get through what was going to be difficult. Got it? Because we've all been there. We've all been there. Come on, talk to me. Every platform, talk to me. How many of you have ever been like, God, dog? Seems like when I pray, things get worse. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Y'all be honest with me. No, that's not the case. It didn't get worse. That was already scheduled. Prayer gave you the strength to get through it. That's why you're still here. We're about to have a praise break on prayer tonight. That's why you're still here. That's why you're still here. That's why you didn't give up. That's why you didn't throw in the towel. That's why you didn't fail. I just need you to give God glory that you're a survivor. I need you to give God glory that you're more than a survivor. You are a thriver. That you are still here and you live in your best life. I'm going to say it again. And your next 12 will be your best 12. Come on, prayer. All right. So look. So look. I got to go to verse 49. I'm almost out of time. When Jesus' followers saw that what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. We knew who that was. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Now, I want you to listen to this. Jesus' followers are like, let's, let's, let's throw down. Like, look, let's take them. Let's take them. Here, here's, here's what I need you to listen very closely now, because this is going to be really nuanced. It's going to be really nuanced. There are some times that you need to fight and you need to fight. You need to go in. There are times for that. There are times you do not hold back. You go in. There are other times you ready? The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. There are other times when your fight is not about advancement, but it's about vengeance. Please listen to me tonight. There are some times that when you fight, you're fighting to advance. There are other times when you fight, you are fighting because you're trying to get vengeance. I need y'all to tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. How many of you know that sometimes... You're not fighting. You're not trying to, you know, and whatever fighting means, whether that's a conversation or, or, or whatever it is. All right. I don't mean necessarily physical fighting, but you're fighting. There's sometimes you fight and you're fighting because you're trying to advance something. There are other times that you fight because you're trying to get even. You're trying to get vengeance. You go, oh, no, I'm going to show you. You're going to learn today. I need y'all to talk to me. You're going to learn today. Oh, no, you got the wrong one partner. <laughs> right playing wrong man. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All right. Listen. I need you to pay very close attention because this is nuanced. This is very nuanced because depending upon your motive, it determines your next movement. 
Because Jesus' followers are like, let's throw down. Let's get them. They coming at you like this, like you a thief. We finna let these, uh, we about to let these dudes have it. And Jesus says, no, no, this is necessary. This has to happen. Do you hear me? This is necessary. This has to happen. Oh my God. This is necessary. This has to happen. If we get them, we are only getting them to retaliate. We are only getting them for the sake of vengeance. We are not getting them to advance. Because eventually I got to go to this cross. All right. Father, give us the grace to know when it is time to fight and when it is time to let you fight. You fight our battles. Absolutely, God. But sometimes, like in the book of Joshua, you want us to do it ourselves. You want us to be the ones to carry it for. But there are other times like 2 Chronicles 20. My God, this is good. 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, where you said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. You're not fighting in this battle. All I need you to do is release a praise. You said, and the singers, uh, 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 and, they, and they led with singing and praise. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, said, ambushes against the enemies of the Lord. There are sometimes, God, where we're supposed to throw down and make it do what it do. I'm not talking about physical fighting. There are sometimes we're supposed to advance. But there are sometimes, God, where we are supposed to step back and do nothing. And many times, God, it is because we are not trying to fight to advance. We are fighting for vengeance. My God. We are fighting to get even. And you said, God, that vengeance is yours, says the Lord. And you said you will share your glory with no man and you will share your vengeance with no man. And for that, we say thank you. Wow, the guys, that's, that's worth an offering right there. That's worth an offering right there. My God, that's good to me. That's that's a whole that's a whole word right there. Because if you like me, listen, listen. Uh, you can't fight every fight, but if you like me, I'm like, oh, listen. No, I'm. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> mano y mano. <laughs> let's go. All right. You are built with a predilection to ensure that anything in your way is no longer in your way. Got it. And that's good. But sometimes, and this is one of the most challenging things, there have been moments in life where I've had stuff sitting on my desk. Can I be very honest with you tonight? There's stuff where I've, uh, there's moments in my life in, in leadership and business and ministry and life where there have been things sitting on my desk that were going, that all I had to do was sign off on a fight. Y'all don't like this real talk, right? All I had to, all I had to do was sign off on a fight. And the Holy Ghost would say, no. And I would say, Lord, that ain't you. I rebuke this devil of weakness. I rebuke this devil that wants me to just sit here and take this. I ain't built to take this mess like this. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't about that life. And he'd say, no. And I'd be like, let me get them, God. No. But God, they lying. No. But God, God, let me do something. No. Okay, this is too real for y'all. It's too real. This is too real. Because when you pray, when you pray, part of the strength you get is that sometimes you're supposed to advance and fight. And sometimes you are supposed to stand back, lift your hands in praise and worship and say, God, you do what I cannot do. Come on. Can I just get you to put a digital praise on every platform for that right there? That's a whole word right there. That's a whole word right there. God, we give you glory. And God, we give you honor that you've never lost a battle and you've never lost a fight. You've never lost a battle. 
and you've never lost a fight. God, give us the grace. That's part of the strength you give us, God, to know which battles we are supposed to get our hands in that battle and fight. And then there's other battles. But God, we are simply to stand back and say, Lord, you better get them before I do. Listen, Lord, you better handle this before I handle it. In Jesus name. God, that's a word. I can stay right there. So listen, um, let me give you uh, one or two more things. And then I'm gonna do, we're going to do your prayer request. We're going to pray for the unsaved tonight. And, uh, and then we're going to drop the net for people to come to the Lord. Guys, if you haven't shared, share. We got seven more minutes left and then we're off tonight. I love you guys too, by the way. I love y'all. I really do. I really, really do. Whether you're part of Harvest or not, I just want you to know I got nothing but love for you, baby. Uh-huh. Um, listen, God, that's a, that's a whole word. God, that's good to me. Woo, that's good to me. I can just sit and rock back and forth. All right. Look. Um, so listen, it says this. When Jesus followed, saw what was going to happen. It's Luke 22, 49. They said, Lord, so we strike with our swords. And one of them struck, the, which, which teaches you something else. All of Jesus' followers, they, they, they stayed, they stayed, they were armed and dangerous. That's a whole nother word. All right. Leaders, you need people around you that can fight. You do not need people around you that's going to come to you and, 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 and look to you to do what they're supposed to do. It's a whole nother lesson. All right. It says, and one of them struck the servant of the high priest cutting off his right ear. So Peter, and Peter's just stood up, bam, bam. He run up on him. Take the man's sword and bam, run up on him. But I want you to listen to this. But Jesus answered and said, no more of this. Now, notice the Bible says that Jesus answered. And, well, there was no question. There was no question. Let me tell you what the question was. Peter's action. If I listen, Peter's action was really a statement and a question. And I, I want to cover this in prayer because there are certain things that people do to see how far you're going to let them go. Come on. And for some of you. There are certain things that you need to address that you have not addressed because there are people um, that will do things. And it's really a question. It's really a question. It's really a question. Like people will test how far they can go with you. Y'all ain't going to talk. All right. So that's why the Bible says, and Jesus answered him because when Peter cut his ear off, he was really saying is, do you want me to throw down like this? Do you want me to throw down like this? It was a question. And there are certain things that people will do, and it's really a question. So you're going to let me act like this? So you're going to let me talk like this? So you ain't going to do nothing about this? You ain't going to do It's a question. God, show us how to answer the questions that are never asked. Show us how to answer the questions that are never vociferated, that are never voiced. Show us how to answer those things, God, so that the uh, the question is not unanswered and a person thinks that certain behaviors are acceptable. My God, when a person thinks that certain behaviors are permissible, in Jesus' name, all right? So look, <laughs> Jesus said, but Jesus answered no more of this, and he touched the man's ear and healed him. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Listen to this. Jesus heals somebody that is literally there to try to take him down. Whoa. Jesus heals somebody that is literally there to try to take him down. I'm going to say it again. Jesus heals somebody that is literally there to try to take him down. Now, you, you know you somebody when you can pray that for somebody to be healed that is trying to take you down. Part of the strength you get, everybody listen, is, and here's how you know you're a healed person. 
when you can pray for people who were trying to pray on you. When you can pray for people who were trying to pray on you. I want to cover that in prayer. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we pray, God, for those people who were trying to pray on us, we pray for them. Oh, my God. Father, that is proof that we are a healed person. That is proof that we are a whole person. That is proof that we are a person that's not bitter. When we can pray for the healing of somebody who was trying to hurt us. When we can pray for somebody that was trying to pray on us. Let's go. And here's why we do it. Because the Bible says that in praying for those that would use us and uh, be spiteful with us, etc. That it would heap hot coals on their head. So we learn from your lessons tonight, God, in your prayer time, in your most defining moment of prayer. And we thank you for it. And we thank you for it. And we give you the glory. We declare that we are more like you. We are more like you in everything that we do. That's what Christianity is. It is to be like the Christ, the anointed one, his anointed, and we are those. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, type every platform. Amen. Listen, guys, we got two minutes before we got to hop off. I want to do this. If you got a prayer request, I want you to type your request on the screen. That's number one. No request too big, no request too small. How do I teach you to pray? Be specific. The Bible says the fervent, if the effective fervent prayers of the righteous avail of much. That means specific, strategic, and passionate. Now get on here, tell my Lord bless me. He's already blessed you. I need you to be specific. Why? Because I want you to see results. Anything Bishop Foreman does, he wants the people uh, that are connected to him to see results. I want your praise report here. I want you to say I was on prayer on February 8th, 2021, and I prayed this prayer and I saw results. I want you to type in your prayer. Number two, if you know those that are far from the Lord, people that are not saved, people that are not Christians, I want you to put their initials on the screen because pray means to ask. You're going to pray for yourself, but secondly, we're going to make intercession. We're going to sit in the seat of the intercessor. We're going to go to God on behalf of those that cannot go to God on their own to pray for them tonight. All right. So I want you to get your prayer request and the initials of the unsaved. I'm going to cover it all right now. Come on, type real fast, real fast, real fast. We got two minutes. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you tonight, God, for every prayer request that's represented here. And I stand in agreement with them. You are the God that answers with strategy. Prayer is not just the spinning words into the atmosphere and hoping and wishing. Prayer is strategic. So tonight, as we pray, God, we pray that you would answer with strategy, that you would answer with steps, that you would answer on what we are to do next. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name, God. Father, right now, we pray for every unsaved person whose initials we place on the screen. For every person that's been far from you, we cover them in prayer right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, God, draw them unto yourselves. Your word says, when no man come to the Lord except the Spirit, draw him. So tonight, God, we say, draw them from the north, the south, the east, the west, wherever they are. We pray that you would draw them tonight in the name of Jesus. And we declare that this year they'd be saved and serving. And finally, God, here's what I want you to do next. We're going to make, uh, we're going to go supplication. If you know another Christian that has a prayer request, type that on the screen. Tap it on the screen, God. We make supplication. That is a supplement to the prayers of other believers, God. We make supplication for them. And we stand in agreement, God, that you would bring them strategy. You would bring them answer. We pray, God, that as we're praying for them tonight, it would be a seed 
into ourselves. We reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. So as we pray for them tonight, God, we thank you, Lord, that we would reap what we sow. In Jesus' name we pray. Guys, keep typing it. Keep typing whatever your your prayer request. There's initials of unsaved people or people who've fallen away from the Lord, as well as if you know another Christian that has a prayer request, Put that on the screen tonight on whatever platform you're at. If you're on the Harvest Channel, there's a chat there. If you're on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, you can't type it, but I certainly want for you uh, to say it. All right. And again, everybody, guys, make sure you get that app, that our app. Text the word Harvest to 55498 to get that app. Last thing, last two things I want to do tonight. If you are on prayer, and I know I'm moving quickly because I want to keep us as close to time as possible um, tonight. But this was good, though, right? Did this bless you? Did prayer bless you tonight? Did it bless you? If it blessed you, just leave a comment and say it bless you or uh, just do that. Uh, but in this, let me say this, two things. One, if you are not a Christian tonight and you need to give your life to the Lord, I want for you to do that tonight. If you have never given your life to the Lord and become a Christian, tonight's your night. What's the gospel? What does it mean to become a Christian? It's where God saved you. Saves me from what, Bishop? Saves you from yourself. Saves you from hell. Saves you from worrying about what the end will be when you take your last breath here. That's number one. Number two, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've fallen away. Old school church, they call it backsliding. Here's the truth. For many of us, we didn't backslide. We was on the slip and slide. We would slide to the left, slide to the right, crisscross, all of that. All right. If you need to come back to the Lord, tonight's a night for you to do it. You're in a safe space. You're in a safe place. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to beat you up. Nobody's going to beat you down. All right. Thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord tonight, but I want to be sure. I need you to be sure. I'm going to count to three, guys. I need you to stay on prayer. Do not disconnect. I need you to stay on prayer. When you disconnect, when I get to this point, it's kind of like people in church who get up and walk out during the altar call. That is very rude to do, okay? Don't do that. People are making decisions that are affecting their lives, affecting their eternity. You want to savor that moment because if it was you making that decision, you wouldn't want anybody messing that moment up. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on three, on YouTube, the Facebooks, the Periscopes, Instagram, Harvest Channel, all that, on three, I need you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three, respond right now. God's coming to get you tonight. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me tonight. Come on. Come on. We will wait for you. Do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me. I don't care what platform you're on. If you're on Uncommon Gospel, we can't see you, but I need you to raise that hand in your car. Raise that hand into your cubicle. Raise that hand into gym. Raise that hand on your jog wherever you are at. I need you to do that. Same thing. If you're on Harvest Channel, actually, there's a chat in there. But if you can't, if you can't get into the chat, I need you to just raise your hand wherever you are because God sees you. You need to do it publicly. Why? Because the Bible says if we deny him publicly, he will deny us. And I don't know about you. I do not want to get in front of the Lord. And he'd be like, um, who is this? I see you, Richard. I see you. Come on. Guys, they're responding tonight. Say, it's me. Say, it's me, or do that hand wavy emoji. Congratulations to you. Come on, keep responding. Keep responding. I can't see all of our Facebook and our YouTube comments, but I've got digital ambassadors on every platform tonight to see your responses tonight. Come on, respond, respond, respond. I'm going to count you down. Five, I'm waiting on you. Hit that hand wavy emoji. Say, it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no saying. Four, I am waiting on you. Come on. Three, God is literally got you to come to him tonight on digital prayer. Two, we're waiting on you. One. Hallelujah. I want everybody, everybody to pray this with me. Even if you're already a Christian, you do not get in trouble if you pray this more than once, okay? Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time in prayer or my first time praying this, 
I am a Christian. I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, uh, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or now sure, text the word decision to 55498. Text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Can I get a few of y'all to type that on every digital platform? Lastly, it's 805. I got a roof quick. If prayer bless you tonight, I need you to so. sow. Bless what blesses you. Harvest is good ground. You should always bless what blesses you. Listen, if you have a good meal in the restaurant, you're a blessing. Um, you know, the gratuity, gratuity, gratuitous means extra. Um, you, 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 if you had a good server, a good service, you, you do that. Bless what blesses you. It's a spiritual principle. The Bible says, he that waters will also be watered. Somebody said, Bishop, what did I sow? For some of you, sow 25, sow 50, sow 100. So tonight, um, to the level that you were blessed, I pray that the strength of God would go with you tonight. Some of you might want to do a thousand. You might want to do 200. So tonight, I'm a sower. I'm sowing tonight, particularly because I, I, let me tell you something. That scripture blessed me, particularly this part right here, this part right here um, about uh, enough of this. So let me get back to that verse. Enough of this. Um, no more of this. Luke twenty two fifty one. So I'm going to sow a $51 seed for Luke twenty two fifty one. I'm sowing uh, a $51 seed. And you can go look on our, our app to see the praise reports of people who are faithful givers. The people who harvest are, are blessed people because we're faithful givers. And we will not apologize for God doing what he says. All right. So go so I'm sowing 51. If you want to join me in sowing that, you can do that too. For Luke twenty two fifty one, I'm gonna do it through uh, um, through my text. But now all of a sudden, Apple laptops you can't text out to Android numbers now. You can only do it to uh, Apple. You used to be able to do that, so I don't know. Anyway, I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing and amazing night. Church is gonna be amazing on Wednesday night. We're in our series, Love Songs. How many of y'all are enjoying Love Songs so far? We've done two songs so far. The first was Poison. Um, in order for you to love, you can't love from a poison place. You can get that message on our app, our podcast, all of that. Yesterday's message was Cupid by 112. It was an amazing word. Um, I encourage you to go watch that in our app, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. We got all those platforms for you to do that in the podcast. This upcoming Wednesday, I'm going to tell you, normally I don't like telling you stuff, but for those of you who follow closely on social media, you'll know it actually gets put out a little earlier. Anyhow, if you follow us on Facebook and stuff like that, you'll see it tells you the upcoming message title because I prepare in advance. I'm a shepherd that cares enough about what I do. I don't just get up on Saturday night. At, man, I'm not knocking anybody that does this, but I don't just get up on Saturday at you know uh, 11 at the night and say, okay, God, what are we going to do in the morning? I don't do that. I believe that to feed people properly, you have to prepare. So I prepare the meals in advance, all right? I hear from God and say, okay, God, what you want to say? And I do that. So this Wednesday's message, here it is, one in a million. And I ain't talking about that old slow version. I'm talking about that Aaliyah version with the little crickets in the background. <laughs> one in a million. Come on, Nina says she listened three times. Come on. All right. So praise God for that. All right. So one of the it's going to be amazing word Wednesday at seven o'clock mountain time. That's nine o'clock Eastern time. That's six o'clock for my California folks, for my Texas and central time zone folks. That's eight o'clock. All right. But stay up. Watch the word. Take a nap. Because some of you are like, oh, Bishop, by the time church starts, it's nine o'clock. Listen, it's quick pretending like you'd be going to sleep anyhow. But all you got to do. Take you a little nap if you're on the East Coast, or I know some of my Canadian folks is like three and a half hours ahead. Take you a little nap so that when it's time for church, you're ready to go. 
All right, it's okay to take you a little nap. Just a, a little nap, a little nap, a little nap. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing night. Go sew. If you're going to join me in sewing the 51, you can do that. Sew whatever, sew whatever you're going to sew, but be a blessing. Bless what blesses you. Um, and, uh, and I know that you're going to see God do amazing things in your life. Have an amazing night, guys. Love you. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, y'all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.